in the criminal world. The Abigail White case is one of the most brutal and terrifying murder cases. Welcome back to our channel. Today we will turn back together the case of Barbie doll Abigail White and her boyfriend. Nicknamed Fake Barbie, Abigail White and OnlyFans model stabbed her ex-boyfriend, Bradley Lewis, in the heart because he broke up with her. However, with White's cruel and calculating words before and after the case, no one can deny her true cruelty. Recorded evidence showed that she had intended to kill Lewis before, and she did it. She inflicted an irreversible wound on Lewis' family and friends, and she must be held accountable for her actions. The Abigail White case is one of the most brutal and terrifying. It shows the cruelty of man and its ability to do the most horrifying things. Take a deep breath and walk with us through the door of darkness. Who precisely is this Abigail White, though? What were the motivating factors that led to her actions? And how did everything turn out for the mother of four who had committed murder? Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us here in the United Kingdom, more particularly, in the city of Bristol. This location, more than any other, is rich in history and certainly has a tale or two to tell. It is tucked away in the rolling hills of the southwest of England, and it has its very own identifiable character, which has been shaped by ardent citizens and loyal admirers alike. The port city is currently a cultural center that acts as a significant shareholder in the manufacturing and financial industries. It is also home to a large number of university students and a hugely broad spectrum of individuals from a variety of different backgrounds and ways of life. The city is located on both sides of the River On. Numerous local businesses, including Bass Systems, Rolls-Royce, and Airbus, are engaged in the aircraft industry, which continues to play an important role as a component of the regional economy. It's an interesting statistic, but Bristol is the only major city in Britain where the average wealth of its residents is higher than the national average. In addition, Bristol boasts having the highest concentration of computer chip designers and manufacturers outside of Silicon Valley because of the highly qualified workforce that is attracted by the city's institutions. The people who live in Bristol fall into a fairly similar pattern of behavior that can be described as truly British, much like the people who live in a lot of other big cities and towns around the UK. We all like our afternoonie with scones, have a very strong handshake, and are quick to vent our frustrations about a variety of issues, including the state of the economy, the climate, and, of course, the traffic. We give thanks to God for this. They must be rather mature. They must be rather mature. They're getting on in years. But people from Bristol are also regarded as having a friendlier disposition than the average person in the country. This isn't too surprising, to tell you the truth, given that everyone in this city has a reputation for being pretty stoic. But this cheerful and upbeat quality may also be used to define the first subject of today's case, whose name is Bradley Lewis, 
and he is the person in question here. Bradley was born in March 2000 into a kind and supportive family, and he spent his childhood in the Bristol area. His parents, Steve and Rachel, were people who placed a high value on the importance of family. While attending SD, Stevens Junior School, Bradley was active in the football team for his community's junior club, just like a lot of other children his age in England. He had a contagious smile and was always happy. When Bradley was in his late teens, he completed his formal education and then began an apprenticeship to become a floor layer. The fact that he had a huge number of friends attests to the fact that he was a young man who was held in high regard and had an exceptional personality. He was precisely what you'd expect from any young British guy, which is to say that he liked his friends, enjoyed messing about, and could frequently be found partying. In other words, he was exactly what you'd expect from any young British lad. It was when he was 14 years old that he drew the attention of a young lady who was one year his senior. Abigail White was her name, and after getting to know the kid, she started developing feelings for him as a romantic interest. And then, fast forward another two years, the two adolescents started dating each other. However, Abigail was not at all like Bradley. And one reason for this difference was that she had a challenging upbringing. Her father started abusing her mother with blows to the head and body when she was only two years old. Things didn't get better after this. Her parents divorced when she was just four years old, and she was left without a parent. After that, whenever her new stepfather would enter the picture, he would immediately begin to physically assault her. In the end, she was placed in the care of a foster family. Her schooling appeared to have derailed as a result of her disruptive conduct, and she was frequently expelled from school. She eventually moved in with her grandparents, where she felt protected. It's possible that you may guess where this is headed, but sadly, after she developed a number of mental and emotional problems, she was put on antidepressants at the early age of 14. Abigail's life never settled into a pattern of consistency, even as she entered her adult years. She never looked for or secured a typical career. Rather, she went into business for herself as a creator in the lucrative realm of OnlyFans. OnlyFans is a content subscription service on the internet that enables creators to share any sort of photo that they want with the fans who have paid for access to their work. And despite the fact that it may be used for a wide range of purposes by a variety of producers, it is notorious for being home to a very large number of people who operate in the sex industry. You can also probably make an educated guess about the kind of stuff Abigail chooses to participate in. Abigail White, also known as Mitzi Lewis online, referred to herself as the fake Barbie girl and started posting content about herself related to the adult entertainment industry. White went by the online identity of Mitzi Lewis. When she initially entered the world of OnlyFans, she was immediately offered a lucrative position. And in only the first year, 
Mitzi brought in a little more than 50,000 pounds, which is equivalent to $60,000. But this wouldn't hold for very long. And as the year progressed, her significance in the more competitive business began to erode, causing her to lose almost 75% of her following and reducing her annual earnings to a meager 12,000 pounds. Abigail was fortunate enough to be able to rely on Bradley and his salary, which was essential given that they now had to provide for four little mouths to feed, three of which were his own. Despite the fact that this was insufficient to support her financially, Abigail was able to do so. On the other hand, much like her source of cash, things at home were not steady either. It was well known that Abigail experimented with cocaine, and despite the fact that she insisted she was not dependent on alcohol, she frequently let her drinking go well out of control. This right here is the real mother of the intangible. And regrettably, the connection that she had with Bradley was, at best, one that was often tumultuous. And according to her own words, the two of them were in a relationship that was quite hostile and dominating. She stated that he was dishonest and manipulative. But she also revealed that she had an affair with many other men throughout the period that they were together. If they were together since she was 15 years old and only three of her babies were his, then I don't know how else you'd explain the fourth one without saying that they were together since she was 15 years old. We make logic. Many of Bradley's acquaintances expressed concern that the relationship was unhealthy and possessive, and some even cautioned him that Abigail was a full-blown psychopath. In addition, Bradley's mother held a grudge against her since she was aware that her son was not being treated fairly and that he deserved much more. There came a point in time when people's worries got so intense that the social services department intervened in the home of the family and ordered that Abigail was no longer permitted to live with Bradley. Although this was a sensible precaution to take, regrettably, it was a regulation that was frequently disobeyed. You see, even though Bradley moved out to live with his mother, Abigail did not trust him while he was away from her. As a result, she frequently used her manipulative nature to coerce Bradley into coming over and sleeping with her on most nights, which led to them engaging in even more embarrassing behavior. But Abigail was also nauseatingly egotistical and despite the fact that the majority of her social media accounts have been deleted at this point, her currently viewable TikTok account portrays the image of a young mother who takes no account of her actions and instead makes public posts out of resentment and negativity, as well as fishing for attention from potential subscribers of her OnlyFans account. This portrayal is accurate despite the fact that most of her social media accounts have now been deleted. Abigail played the notification sound from Tinder, one of the most famous dating apps in the world, in one of these videos to see if it would get a rise out of Bradley, which, if you ask me, is quite a stupid thing to do. She did this to see if it would get a rise out of Bradley. And despite the fact that some of the social media postings provided a peek of the harsh and unpleasant reality that took place behind closed doors, 
she would still attempt to create the picture of a perfect pair for other people. And it is something that should be brought to your attention. You can never be sure of what is going on behind the perfectly doctored glass of superficial happiness here, just as you can never be sure of what is occurring behind the beautifully doctored lens of social media bliss. In addition to this, Abigail utilized her social media accounts to threaten those with whom she was involved in a dispute, while simultaneously disparaging Bradley in a public forum online. Because you keep thinking about how you've called me fat. Absolutely not. But you claimed it was me. When it came to his personal connections and friendships, he took a lot of flack and was frequently chastised for his behavior. And of course, if we are talking about private communications, then the infamous voice tape that was sent to a friend was the next step. I don't think I can take anything that young man says seriously. Even after I beat the living daylights out of him, he still doesn't tell me the truth. I have to beat the living daylights out of him to get him to tell me the truth. Only when he believes that I am about to murder him does he tell me the truth. When I take a knife to him and stab them, for example, I still don't understand this youngster. When I let my rage take over, though, I have no self-control. And it should come as no surprise that he advised me to get assistance with this matter, stating that people are typically telling me that one of us is going to wind up being killed. In addition, I have no doubt in my mind that I will be able to murder him if he assaults me once again, especially if the alternative is that I would be locked away. Leading up to the main offense that we are investigating at this time. In the first few months of the year 2021, Abigail and Bradley's relationship reached a new level of tumultuous intensity that had not been seen before. The first thing we looked at was the voice recording. On March 19, however, following a particularly heated dispute between the two of them, Abigail went one step further by physically stabbing him in the arm. This obviously produced a significant wound that needed to be treated by a medical professional. However, Bradley was a kind man, and he didn't want to get Abigail into any difficulty. Therefore, when the doctor inquired as to what had transpired, he lied on her behalf and said that there had been an accident at work. However, Despite the fact that you would think or at the very least anticipate that he would leave her after this confrontation, Bradley did not. Because they had children together, he felt as though he had no choice but to remain in the relationship. And all of this occurred despite the fact that social services advised them to keep their distance from one another. Friends and relatives also pushed the two to take some time apart and those who were closest to them indicated that Abigail was going insane and sorely needed assistance. And on March 25, after all of the warnings, the worrying messages, and the voice notes, the abusive relationship would ultimately reach a devastating and irreparable peak. March 25, 2021. It was 8 o'clock in the evening, and as it was a Thursday, the majority of families were quietly settling in for the evening. The White Lewis family, on the other hand, 
found themselves in a quite different setting. Abigail's frightened cry could be heard coming from the house around 8.10 p.m., and it was clear that she was the source of the sound. The very first person to answer was a local resident who goes by the moniker Mrs. Hundy. Abigail yelled out for someone to assist her. I'm having trouble getting through. It would be helpful if someone could call the emergency services. He doesn't appear to be breathing. In addition, after racing to the next door, she was confronted with a terrifying scene. Bradley was found unconscious on his back in the kitchen, with his blood splattered all over the adjacent hallway and living room, and a knife that had been smeared with his blood sitting on top of the radiator. Mrs. Kundi was in such a state of shock and worry that she immediately contacted 999. The husband of Mrs. Kundi came just in time to see the authorities arrive, and then, when the paramedics arrived, they immediately began providing medical care to Brad. On the bottom level of the building, blood was found stained throughout several rooms. In addition to this, they discovered a t-shirt, a mop, and a number of other articles of clothing, all of which were covered in blood. After a furious disagreement, Abigail acted as if she was completely in the fight, and she claimed that Bradley stabbed himself in protest. Abigail was acting as if she were completely terrified. Officers, however, were not convinced by this concept since it was unclear why Bradley would engage in behavior of this nature. Therefore, despite the fact that she was permitted to accompany him to the hospital, they maintained a very close watch on her the whole time. Unfortunately, even though he was taken into surgery, there was just nothing that could be done to save his life. This is a terrible turn of events. At 1.30 in the morning, it was determined that Bradley had just lost too much blood, and he was pronounced dead. When police officers arrived at Bradley's home, Bradley's family was contacted immediately. And when they learned the terrible news, their world came crashing down around them like a house of cards. However, Despite the fact that Bradley's passing was definite and certain, many questions still remain, the answers to which now needed to be discovered amidst the disorder and confusion that surrounded the unknown. A single knife wound to Bradley's chest, which then pierced his thoracic cavity by slicing through a fissure between his ribs and finally into his heart, was determined to be the cause of his death after a post-mortem analysis of his corpse was performed. However, it was not the only thing that the authorities had discovered. Witness accounts showed that Bradley and Abigail's relationship had recently been extremely tumultuous. This was one of the things that the authorities had discovered. A number of Bradley's close acquaintances had come forward to say that, soon before he passed away, the deceased man had supposedly acknowledged having an affair. It would appear that this caused Abigail a great deal of ire. After considering all of this, they came to the conclusion that she should be formally arrested on suspicion of murder. Instead of answering any of the questions that were being asked of her during her interrogation, Abigail chose to present the police with a formal statement that she and her attorney had prepared. 
The first few chapters of Abigail's book went a little bit like this. She informed the cops that Bradley had intended to hurt himself in some way. Therefore, in retaliation, she took a knife from him and threw it outside the door once she was done using it. After that, she began to run down the corridor while brandishing a knife. However, Bradley was able to catch up with her, and once he did so, he grabbed her wrist and thrust the knife into his chest. She was able to escape his attack. Now, clearly, this was a pretty flimsy narrative, and nobody believed her because of it. Clearly. And after a few weeks had passed, Abigail was also aware of that fact. Therefore, she ultimately pleaded guilty to the charge of manslaughter two months after he passed away. After Abigail had admitted that she had some responsibility for Bradley's death, the next important issue to be answered was precisely what took place on the night that Bradley passed away. And what were her reasons for doing that? After thinking back on the recent months of his relationship and the fact that Abigail had stabbed him in the arm just one week before, Bradley came to the conclusion that he no longer wanted to be in a relationship with her. This realization came in the afternoon. Abigail was incensed when she learned of his choice, and he had requested that she meet him in a public park to discuss it. When she came, she was furious to learn of his decision. Surveillance cameras caught Bradley, Abigail, and her friends Ryan and Louise arriving to the Horseshoe Pub soon after 5 o'clock. Shortly after this, Surveillance cameras captured Bradley leaving the horseshoe pub. After that, they went to the peasant garden that was located behind the tavern. Abigail had just inhaled a line of cocaine a few minutes before the other people found out about it. And to make matters even worse, she was now combining the cocaine with alcoholic beverages. This information was hidden from other people at the time. It was clear that Abigail was experiencing a tough mood since she was acting in a way that was both short-tempered and angry. She was having issues with other people and got into multiple confrontations with other punters. During this time, a buddy discovered Bradley weeping in the men's restroom, and when asked what the problem was, Bradley responded that he needed to get away from Abigail. Bradley was found crying in the men's restroom. He stated that he was afraid of her, but sadly, he was unable to go since he felt that she would attempt to take her own life once more. This was the reason he couldn't leave. Sadly, during the course of the evening, Abigail's modest hostility increased to the point where it was virtually impossible to control. After getting into a dispute with the man, she finally smacked him in the face. Because of this, he ended up hitting her in the back. Before she was taken away, Abigail was seen collapsing on the ground. The argument appeared to agitate her, as evidenced by the fact that shortly thereafter, this group of patrons saw her snatch Bradley's drink out of his hands and toss it in his face. It is said that she was quite irate with him since he did not defend her against the individual who had struck her. Bradley, who was becoming increasingly agitated, yelled at her to calm down while a body attempted to separate the two of them. 
Now it was quite evident that Abigail had reached her limit. She wanted to return to her house and spend some alone time with Bradley. She was warned by his buddy to stop tormenting him, and in retaliation, she spit in the face of the person who urged her to stop. At precisely this time, 7.50 p.m., a person with whom they shared a friendship, Alfie, volunteered to give them a ride back to their house. It was said that the pair argued the entire way back after accepting his offer, but they still accepted it. As soon as they got at the location, Abigail ran inside as Bradley said his goodbyes to Alfie. One of the final things Bradley said to Alfie was, I'm dead when I get home. Abigail raced inside while Bradley was saying his goodbyes. Alfie was worried since the circumstances had a somewhat ominous vibe about it. As a result, he made the decision to provide Bradley with his cell phone number in the event that Bradley required his assistance. After that, he said his goodbyes, and not more than a quarter of an hour later, the call went out to the emergency services. As was said before, Despite the fact that Abigail entered a guilty plea to the charge of manslaughter, she did not accept complete responsibility and did not enter a guilty plea to the charge of murder. On the other hand, as the detectives probed deeper into the case, they discovered a mound of troubling facts that went against her own beliefs. For instance, after searching through Bradley's phone data, Researchers discovered hundreds of threatening texts sent by Abigail in the months before the investigation. These messages were received through Abigail's phone. Abigail wrote a message to Bradley on February 7, exactly one month before Bradley passed away, in which she threatened to knife him and swore to God that she would do it. Another message that had been received not more than a few weeks earlier stated, I'm going to stab you in the fucking neck now, to be honest with you, indicating that Abigail had gone entirely off the rails. And those who warned Bradley that she was a psychopath in some of these text exchanges were not too far off the mark in their assessment of her behavior. She went as far as to threaten to murder Bradley in the presence of his mother. In addition, only six days before he passed away, she performed a number of Google searches relating to stabbings. As the investigation leading up to the trial moved into the pre-trial phase, Abigail White was subjected to a series of medical exams conducted by qualified psychiatrists, and the findings were, to put it mildly, rather intriguing. A professional psychologist by the name of D.R. Sonia Kreese came to the conclusion that Abigail was so bad at managing her anger that 99.9% .9 of the rest of the population would be better able to do it effectively than she would be. She also came to the conclusion that Abigail did not have an effective coping technique for managing her anger and that she had a disease that caused the portion of her brain responsible for rational thought to shut down when she was provoked. A consultant forensic psychiatrist named D.R. Bradley Hiller testified in front of the jury that it seems as though Abigail is suffering from borderline personality disorder, a mental health disease that causes quick and dramatic shifts in mood, 
often in response to very little or even non-existent stimuli, and can have an effect on the stability of mood. He went on to say that her description of the events that transpired on that fateful evening was consistent with her having the illness in addition to other characteristics that impacted her mental stability. One more advisor, a psychiatrist by the name of Dior. Sanford admitted that Abigail had been going through a period of high stress in the days leading up to the event as a result of a variety of outside reasons one of which was an abortion that had been induced. The conversation continued, with Bradley confessing that he had been unfaithful to her and saying that he planned to leave her. He also came to the conclusion that the symptoms of her personality disorder may be heightened as a result of this, as well as the fact that she had difficulties managing her emotions and battled to regulate her wrath. Both of these findings were included in his conclusion. However, it was established that she did not display any evidence of delusions, hallucinations, or any other symptoms that are typical of psychosis, and that she had never been admitted to a facility for mental health treatment. Now, Abigail did admit that she had a very difficult and controlling relationship with Bradley, but she would also say that he was the one who was manipulating her and that he routinely slept with other women behind her back. This was her defense of the fact that Bradley was cheating on her. Since Bradley is not here to refute these accusations, you should probably take them with a grain or two of salt, given that he is not here to defend himself. And despite the fact that she said he was just as aggressive as she was, the only concrete proof of violence between the two was the knife wound to his arm, which was followed by his death exactly one week later. It would appear that the jurors were not convinced by her explanations, the lies she told them, or the apparent justification she offered. And after 12 hours of debate, they arrived to a conclusion that was agreed upon by all of them. Abigail White was responsible for the death of Bradley Lewis and should be held accountable. As a direct consequence of this, Abigail was found guilty and given a sentence of life imprisonment, with the requirement that she serve a minimum of 18 years behind bars before being eligible for parole under UK law. This indicates that she may be released at the earliest possible time in the month of October 2039. However, it is quite possible that she will continue to spend a significant amount of time behind bars following this. The court said that these communications made for disturbing reading in light of the punishment that was handed down to her. You also require that I pay nearly continuous attention to you. According to the messages, you were more agitated whenever he disobeyed your wishes and did not comply with your demands. And in my opinion, you did mean to murder him at the moment that you stabbed him, as evidenced by the fact that you did so. You had made many threats to carry out this action. During the course of her trial, Abigail testified that she lied about the stabbing not in order to shield herself from the consequences of her actions but rather because she was terrified of what others would do to her. Now, please correct me if I'm wrong here, but if I'm not mistaken, 
It is the exact same thing she further informed the judge and the other people in the courtroom. I was concerned for myself, Brad, and the rest of the family as we headed into the unknown future. I simply wish that, from the very beginning, I had been honest with you. It took place in an instant. The loss of Bradley, according to Bradley's father, was the most difficult thing that he had ever gone through in his life. He described the overpowering sensation of both sadness and anguish that he felt. And Rachel, Bradley's mother, said that when the police informed her that Bradley had passed away, it seemed like a part of her existence had come to an end and that the loss would be with her for the rest of her life. Bradley was well known and held high regard in the majority of people's eyes. That is, everyone with the exception of the one person in the world in whom he ought to have been able to put his whole faith above all others. And as a result, not only will his three children never again know what it is like to have a father in their lives, but they will also grow up knowing that their mother was the one who killed him. The passing of Bradley has left his family and the many individuals who knew him with an overwhelming sense of loss. And the fact that hundreds of people turned out to pay their respects during his funeral is clear confirmation of this. In celebration of his life, members of his family and friends from his time spent with the Bristol Rovers Supporters Football Club competed against Talon FC in a friendly football match. Not only did hundreds of people register to witness the event, but more than 7,000 pounds were also donated for his burial expenses, with the remainder of the money going to mine, a charity that focuses on the mental health of men. At Westerly Crematorium on the 20th of May, 2021, Bradley Lewis was cremated after his death. During this service, one of the football managers who knew him when he was younger and worked out with him mentioned that he was one of the kindest children you could ever hope to have the pleasure of meeting. It happens that someone would say something like that without genuinely meaning it. But in the case of Brad, it was sincere. He was quite calm, kind, and polite to everyone he met. Simply one of the righteous people in our world. Like his dad. Those who were fortunate enough to have known him will be profoundly saddened by his passing. In addition to having a mental condition that was extremely unhealthy and one that had been allowed to degenerate over an extended period of time, Abigail lost sight of what she had, which was a loving family, which is something that many people would do anything to have. Things, including Bradley and his own acts, were by no means flawless including the situation. On the other hand, it is abundantly evident from those who were close to him that he prioritized his family above all else. While at the same time being terrified of his daughter, he was a kind father who put in a lot of effort over a long period of time to try to make things work out even though he was afraid of her. Abigail, on the other hand, took advantage of that dread and mistreated is certainly an underestimate of the situation. Not only did she take this man's presence for granted, but she also made death threats against him and injured him when he refused to comply with her demands, 
The warning signals had been present for a number of months, and in addition to their ugly disputes and voice messages, she had even stabbed him only seven days before. However, and this point should not be overlooked, the man had the impression that he was being suffocated by the relationship. Because they had children together, he felt that he couldn't escape her and her wicked, unhinged grasps, even if he wanted to. This was because the two of them had children, and her nasty threats finally became a vicious reality. I'm going to put an end to this investigation right here, guys. There is no silver lining to be found in this tragic situation. My only hope is that Bradley's loved ones and friends can find peace and that his children can lead a life full of happiness and fulfillment in memory of their father. I want to express my gratitude for shedding light on Abigail's situation today. If you found this story thought-provoking or fascinating, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to our channel if you haven't already. As we wrap up, I urge you to remember the importance of looking out for one another. Until we meet again, take care and stay safe. Thank you, and goodbye.